Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can go to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com to listen to our shows and download and read the posts. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the show where you heard us. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Son of God manifested. It was prophesied, manifested, and the world beheld him. In the midst the darkness of the Roman Empire there came a light. Christian Clarity in an un clear world. Clarity in Christ Jesus. The quality or state of being clear, lucid, easy to understand, comprehensible, coherent, intelligible, concerning the things of Christ Jesus and what he has done for all those who would believe. Bowing to Baal, uncleanness. It all comes down to one thing, bowing the knee to Baal or owing allegiance to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Rise for your miracle today. It was to a man, impotent, sick, diseased, who lay on his bed by the pool of Siloam. Antichrist America, the pseudo-replacement. While the anti-God, anti-constitutional, and godless hype pushes forward, many many in America may accept it. I do not. Today it is not unheard of to have an elected official blatantly anti-Christian. And striving for faith of the gospel is more a reality today than ever before. Thus it behooves us to form a united front for the completion of of the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to all nations. Be sure to go to danaglinsmith.com where you can sign up for the Warren Radio newsletter. You can also visit the Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. Also, be sure to go to warn-usa.com for Faith Being Kept Classic Warren Radio Series.
This classic Warren Radio Series study is about His presence, having faith, and being kept during any tribulation that may come near. And now, I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing really good. We got a lot of stuff uh, done today. Sealing up everything, uh, putting the you know the damper on uh, this year's harvest, and uh, closing down the yard pretty much for winter. Uh, got our garlic planted for next uh, spring. And you know today, remember when I used to say. Uh, the garden survivalist yeah yeah i remember that and i i said that a long time and then i got away from it you know because i got so busy with other stuff but a lot of years ago i was talking about garden survival and uh you know there's a lot of truth to it and tower and i've been doing that for years now and and i was thinking today you know we we need to bring back the garden survivalist i even had had a website to that i remember that sounds good well, you know, um, another thing we've picked—we've been able to pick dill and cilantro out of our yard, even as recently as today. Dana picked a bunch, and it's amazing because these plants look beautiful, and they've gone through, been covered with lots of snow a couple times, gone through freezing weather, and you can't even tell it. Yeah, and you know, I noticed that. You know, <clears throat> and of course, I never knew this all the time. I had to work, but we've been doing gardening for a long time. And, uh, you know, it. you come to find out the plants that are just hardier than all get out. You know, you get a freeze, you know, and these plants will just look at it and shake them off and be done. <laughs> That's you know? right. And so we have a lot of stuff growing around here that we've planted. We've brought in plants. You yeah. even got some Swiss chard the other day out of the garden. Yeah, Swiss chard, and it went <clears> through a frost. As a matter of fact, since that big frost and a lot of snow, we've gotten Swiss chard a number of times. Today I had to dig it up because uh, um, I had I planted all of our garlic. We have five different kinds of garlic from hot to, uh, to mild, uh, special stuff for roasting, all kinds, so... We planted, I planted quite a bit of that today. So we're, we're ready for, you know, and, and I'm in my garden survivalist mode, you know, because of what's happening in America, because of uh, Joe Biden, you know, and, and what the Democrats are doing. And I want to make this note, and Tower and I were talking about that before we came on. You know, Nancy Pelosi has had homeless people outside her house and all over the area. Uh, for years in California and yeah, San California. Francisco and they've never done anything about it matter of fact there's more homeless now than there has ever been 
And yet you bring in, you know, they they make this big deal out of all these illegals coming up here. And I seen uh, a headline here not too long ago that they want to give the illegals $88 billion to help them. Well, I seen today that uh, they want to, this bill that Biden's trying to pass is doing everything to help the um, illegals coming in and doing nothing for the American people. That is wrong. It's total wickedness. He needs to be removed. He needs to be hung for treason. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that uh, I did see uh, <clears throat> something that came in just a few moments before we went on, and they said because the progressives, uh, uh, the Democrats, uh, they killed it. I, I don't know. They're still talking. but uh, So at any rate, you know, when you bring in all those, the only thing that Pelosi and the Democrats want to do is they don't care one iota about these illegals coming in. They don't care about the Americans that are on the street. They don't care about those coming in. The only reason they're doing this is for power, to get reelected again. It's about pride and power, and it's wicked. And, uh, That's as, right. And as far as your comment about Biden should be hung, you know, um, that that is uh, something you know, that's up to the judge when he finds him guilty because Biden right now is guilty of, of treason because he is not following, uh, you know, the main thing that a president's supposed to do to preserve and protect this union. And him and the Democrats that are up there, including the liberals, and most of them are Soros-supported and or somebody else that's liberal like Soros, who want the border open and it threatens our security and our country, Biden is not abiding by that. He's not protecting the union. Now, this is specific in protecting America, protecting the states. That's what a federalist is supposed to do, the society. And then you have the states' rights. And Biden believes that he can do whatever he wants to and he doesn't have to protect the border. Now, that is paramount to treason. Yes, it is. Because they will not do it. And I openly oppose Biden and everything up that they're doing. And, uh, you know, right now, I, I don't personally care what they do anymore because they they are have proven themselves to be totally incompetent and wicked. And, of course, I've been preaching judgment on America for many, many years. Uh, Tower and I have talked about it for more years than y you would even understand, most of you. And uh, because it goes way, way back. And when you see America, when you see what they're doing, it's evident what they're doing. And uh, so if you're out there and if you don't like what they're doing, you need to be praying, of course. You need, need to understand what all is going on. And uh, most of all... The people that are in charge now uh, are dead set on getting what they want. And uh, they just as soon get rid of every American that, that, that is a legal American, been here for a long time. They don't... And doesn't agree with them. That's yeah. who they want to get rid of. Yeah, they, they could care less about you. The people they care about are people that are coming in that are coming from primarily a third world country primarily from a people that have been subjected to socialist and socialism who would be willing to lend, uh, to uh, believe that there's an American socialism would be better on them. And so uh, that's what Biden and the Democrats are trying to do with these people, bring them in. And they know that the Americans that are here will not go for any kind of socialism. Folks, there is no American socialism. 
there's Marxism, and then you have the different forms of it, different theologies based all off of Karl Marx, and uh, you know that that's where we're at. And so to say that Pelosi and any of the Democrats that are doing this really care about anybody, that's a stretch. Because I, w I, would, uh, I would tell them to prove it because they don't. And the only way they know to prove something is give money out instead of making opportunities. And in California, and they're not the only ones, New York, we have a large population of homeless people, a lot of homeless veterans. And being a veteran myself, I don't care for that. So we are wicked, and Biden is a treasonary president, and Kamala Harris, she, I, that woman is just totally nuts. She's worthless, absolutely. And, and all the people that he appointed, I don't know them all, but the ones that I've seen ain't worth a tinker's damn. They're wicked, and they, I do not believe they have any knowledge of the position they've been put into on how to do the job or anything else. That's my personal opinion. It may not be right, but... Well, we're, we are in... Uh, Isaiah. Yeah. Part 110. That's amazing. And this is Abraham. Abrahamic seed calls upon the promises made and unto Jacob, the seed of Abraham... In captivity for sins and falling away, Jacob is realizing that they will be free and reunited with their temple, Jerusalem, and homeland. In this we find the restored Jacob uniting, united in blessing with their God. The captivity is over. Now the promises prophesied by Isaiah points to the hope and final deliverance. That's exciting, Dana. Yeah, it is. Okay, now I'll see you on the other side. I wanted to talk about the Tinker's Dam here. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot of different things about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the rec recent ones uh, goes back to a Tinker's uh, reputation for swearing. But the spelling Tinker's Dam is attested since 1858. And you can find a number of different interesting things. A Tinker's Dam, a, a wall of dough raised around a place which a plumber desi desires to flood with a coat of solder. <laughs> and, you know, and the thing of it is, is that I, I know how to solder pipes and stuff. I learned that from my dad, putting in stuff. And so there, there's a lot of stuff to that when you talk about solder. Um, and uh, so, you know, the, origin, the original part of that, I'm not going to get into it, but you, you can find the original thing of it. A lot of these terms, I'll tell you, that, that's what interests me is, is where do these things come from? But see, it, it, its initial meaning is worthless. It's worthless. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So, of course, that's, you know, 1858. They could have changed. I do have a dictionary that, that goes back to the turn of the century. And if you look up the word, uh, I think it is sodomy. <laughs> Your woke society won't like it. <laughs> that's right. 
I mean, that's how much we've fallen. Everything is fine. We we got so much technology, God will love us. I got news for you. You're full of it. So, well, we're going to head into this. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. So when we get into this and we begin talking about, you know, a lot of the things that, that we discuss here um, in Isaiah, and Isaiah has a prophetic ministry that's unparalleled. And there's other of these Jewish prophets that absolutely have the same kind of ministry, but Isaiah is by far um, just up there by himself when it comes to prophecies and even of uh, Yeshua. Uh, <clears throat> so at any rate, um, we left off in verse 5. The isles sought and feared and the ends of the earth were afraid and drew near and came. And uh, so Isaiah looking ahead, and we've been talking about this. This is interesting because he he has covered the part about Assyria and, you know, how Assyria looked like they were getting ready. I mean, they were encamped right at the wall of Jerusalem, the gate of Jerusalem. And it looked like it was Katie bar the door for uh, Judah. It really did. And then God judged him, and overnight the army was dead, and the king uh, Sennacherib was killed by his sons, so the threat went away. But Isaiah begins to right away introduce Babylon. And then he gets into the middle of Bab Babylon and starts talking about the sins and being sent into captivity. And then once he does that, Isaiah is also emphasizing the sovereignty of God. And and along the way, it's not just judgment, because he gets in and talks about mercy, talks about God bringing him back. And, of course, he's, you know, Paul even talks about that. You get in the New Testament, he, he talks about God deals with us as a father. Now, why would he do that? Well, because father is father, you know. Our God and our Father sent his only begotten Son, and he deals us with us because, you know, Yahshua, being his only begotten Son, is Alpha and Omega, Omega the beginning and the end. He is the resurrection of the life, and into his hands the Father is given all power and authority. Now, you and I, as sons of God, born again through this experience, knowing him, we haven't been adopted and we have a father, and he deals with us as sons and as daughters, if you're a female. Um, and if you're not a female, if you're from Generation X, which uh, <laughs> the Biden administration uh, gave a passport to Generation X, it's making a lot of play today. You know, only in America can you make a fool of yourself and actually uh, stay in office. And uh, give me a break. You know, God has already declared in the beginning there was male and female. Whatever you do after that, you're going to have to deal with him, okay? And if you don't like it, I don't care. But it's male and female. And uh, even if you make a male, there's no way uh, into a female. There's no way, um, you know, they're sterile. Both, both ends, both sides, both ways. Any way you do it, you're sterile. I hope you're happy, but at any rate, this is how screwed up our society is, and God will still deal with us as his sons, but he's going to apply pressure. That pressure is tribulation and trouble. And so 
the purpose of, and I believe this, I believe the purpose of Assyria coming down in the first place was to try to teach Judah a lesson because um, uh, they had gotten off on the wrong foot uh, before uh, Hezekiah became king. Hezekiah got there and tore down all the pagan things that had been put up under Ahaz and Jezebel. And <laughs> so we have this point here where, you know, you got a lesson from a holy God to his people and saying, okay, you know, here's this. And he lets them get afraid. He, he lets, lets it, there's got to be a pressure applied. You know, nobody's going to repent if there's no pressure. Look at what's happening here in America alone. To say that everything's fine under Biden, uh, uh, Biden, and they blame Trump. Give me a break. That that argument is so old. It's stupid. I mean, you know, there's nothing that they say makes sense. And even the tech and and the liberal media that continue to ban and stuff. Their their arguments and stuff are are stale and old. You know, I've moved on. I don't care what you do. You know. Take your little Facebook and go screw the whole thing. You know, do whatever you want to it. I don't care. You know, same way with Google and all the others. And, you know, there's a bottom line here. God is not going to put up with sin. You can be the richest fool, but you're still a fool. And see, God wants to save people. And that's why the scripture says the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. And so God calls a conqueror, Cyrus. And, of course, I've talked about Cyrus, and the Persians know very well. So does Iran. And there's still, I believe, a memorial, a big thing erected to him over in Iran to Cyrus. I mean, he he's known for the laws that he made and a lot of other stuff. So Cyrus was not just some... Johnny come lately and uh, God calls him his anointed and when Cyrus uh, he actually and we talked about this last time he's he's going to move beyond the borders where he had normally operated and see it's just like when we look at China China in all of her life uh, pretty much has stayed where China is and even even recently, China came out and said that that wasn't a threat. The rocket that they shot off, a uh, uh, hydrosonic rocket that went in the outer atmosphere around the Earth. Um, and they said they do that all the time to test the rocket. So it, it wasn't a threat. Of course, if it was a threat, they wouldn't tell you it was a threat. And they're not going to threaten you anyway, although they do make threats from time to time because when China moves and and decides to attack you it's going to be too late but see there is going to be a day the armies of the east and east and China will be one of them when they move forward and there's going to be a pile of people killed I mean outright when they move and so um, when you see somebody, you know, they've been there stable, they haven't moved, like Russia and the armies of the north, when they begin to move, you know there's something up. And and in, in the time of uh, Hezekiah and, and Judah and Israel, they knew when a, when a big army was moving. Uh, and word spread fast. So Cyrus, he was, he, he was always on, in a certain place, and suddenly he passed over. 
And when you see a big army suddenly doing something they're not supposed to do, you begin to be concerned. And so this was observed by the nations that what's happened, something has changed here. And everyone had seen what was happening and they feared it. And I can guarantee you too that the nations round about the region knew about the Jewish prophets. I mean, Babylon, when they came in there and they had destroyed Jerusalem or taken it, Jeremiah was in the center of the city and they, they knew who he was right away and they said, well, you can come with us or stay here and do whatever you want to do. They didn't even bother him and uh, the Lord had told Jeremiah that they wouldn't do anything with him, that he would be fine. And that's exactly what happened. And, uh, of course, what Jeremiah had to watch out for was uh, Jews because uh, they forced him to go down with them. Uh, maybe they thought that because Jeremiah was with them, uh, everything would be fine. But you can't kidnap a Jewish prophet and expect God to say, well, that's fine. And, uh, matter of fact, when the Jewish prophet went down there with him, Jeremiah, he actually uh, sounded judgment to him because they told him to get out of there. Because when they went down there, they didn't know that Sennacherib, uh, no, Nebuchadnezzar, excuse me, was going to hit Egypt too and move around. So you got to be careful. So Cyrus is moving and the Isles see it. And uh, in verse 6 it says, they helped everyone his neighbor, and everyone said to his brother, Be of good courage. <laughs> this, you know, it's, it's like if you were Daniel Boone at the Alamo, and you had like a thousand guys, and the Mexicans outside the gate had like 70,000, um, you'd have to encourage yourself. <laughs> be of good courage. We're going to win this. Sure we are. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I mean, you look out there. No, we're not going to win it, but I'm going to be strong and courageous. See, the thing of it is they helped everyone, his neighbor, and everyone said to his brother, be of good courage. And I'll see, that's what you say in a situation when the situation isn't very good. Okay. Be of good courage. You know, if everything was fine, you wouldn't need to be of good courage. You'd be happy and running around and doing something else. But when courage comes into play, that means you need courage for something. Something that propels you in your flesh. You'd like to run away, but you can't run away. So you're there like a rat in a trap. What are you going to do? Well, see, when God called Cyrus in, Cyrus is not the one to go just willy-nilly. He's not going to go over and travel for thousands of miles just because he wants to. No, God called him. It was purpose. And so everybody saw him coming and then, well, maybe he'll take a ride at <laughs> you know, some town. Maybe he'll go on off over this way. You know, after all, we didn't do anything to him. See, when God calls a nation or calls judgment, just like on America, that's it. If God has called judgment on this country, that's it, kids. It's done. But see, there is a covenant in there in Jeremiah that, that we can apply to. And I've talked about that in other things. I'm not going to talk about it here, but there is a covenant that gives a way out for a nation. Unfortunately, 
we're a kind of people that think that we're okay. Now, there's a lot of people that are really concerned about this. There's a lot of people that are not for what Biden's doing. And see, this this is really, and I use Biden a lot because he's handy, you know, and the Democrats, they're, they're handy. They're right there. And, and we're facing it. You know, they've been talking about a shortage, you know, uh, for probably four or five months now. And now it's just getting worse. And they're warning you're going to ha- be out of this and be out of that. And they're trying to frighten everybody. See, when you that's one thing that the devil likes is fear. And the other thing he likes is foolishness and stupidity. For you to be courageous in your sins. See, and this is what we're doing in verse 6. Courageous in your sins. Uh, Cyrus is coming as judgment and you're going to be courageous. Uh, you know, the best thing for Judah to do would have been to repent. But, you know, before they went into captivity. Now, see, Cyrus is coming at Babylon, and Babylon is not worried. Babylon was one of the most powerful places there was. And uh, we did talk about this in uh, Isaiah 35. And... Uh, in verse 4, it says, uh, Say to them that are a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with recompense, and he will come and save you. Well, you see, you have Judah in captivity, and the captivity's about up, and they're tired, worn out. They're oppressed. They're prisoners. And so in this particular group of prophecies by Isaiah you know he's looking ahead and he's also giving a convincing uh, argument or a prophecy to say that God yeah there's judgment but he's not going to leave you forever and you need to remember you don't want to go into captivity you want to be sure that you're doing things that pleases God. Hint, America, you need to be doing things that please the Lord. You can't be doing the vile stuff you're doing. But see, we don't even know what sin is in this country. Neither do our churches and our pastors. When was the last time? Now, of course, if you're in a small Bible-believing church with a pastor that nobody knows and he preaches like he's supposed to be, you know, the true word of God and stuff, and getting the gospel in there, then you've probably heard it. But his voice is just one. He's drowned out by so many. But the bottom line of it is, is that as we look at this concerning Israel, in America, you need to look in the mirror and say, you know, could that be us? And I'm telling you, it could be you. It could be Persia invading America instead of Babylon. And you might say, well, we're righteous. No, we're not righteous. Biden is one of the worst presidents there are when it comes to killing babies, for instance, and making laws out of nowhere. And half the time he doesn't even know where he's at. And the people in in his administration, when I've seen, uh, you know, some of the stuff they're talking about, it's just like baloney. You know, these people believe they can do anything. Well, see, the problem you have is when you have absolute authority, or you think you do, and 
you know, and the Bible is well explicit on the rules uh, when you talk about, uh, not rules, but the characteristics of someone who's wicked that rules. And, and it doesn't go well for the people at all if they're wicked. And we have a wicked administration. And I've said that many times. And I don't know what part of wicked you don't understand. But they're wicked. And there's blood guilt in this land. There's all kinds of sins. But if you think one particular sin has done it over the others, I can tell you this, and I've written an article on it, the sins of your sister Sodom. And the first thing you're going to say, well, that's homosexuality. Well, the sins of sister Sodom, the ones that the, that the prophet was talking about, the first one was pride, fullness of bread. That was the two, two first ones. So we're full of bread along with a few other things, and we got pride. Now see, Judah had pride. They went into captivity. Now they're through it. And so you have this aspect where God isn't going to deliver them. But see, the heathen nations around, they begin to see Cyrus moving, and they begin to be worried. Now the heathen nations, the gods of the nations are idols. And the idols are worshipped by men, and the demons respond to that and act as gods, giving answers to their prayers or doing what they can. Well, in verse 7 it says, So the carpenter encourages a goldsmith. The goldsmith is the founder. He melts and smelts the gold. And he that smooths, uh, smooths it with a hammer you got to have an anvil that smote the anvil, saying it is ready for the soldering, and he fastened it with nails and that it should not be moved. Well, to, to put a long story short, is that you have to have someone first carve it out of wood. This is one way. And then you have a goldsmith who can be a founder. You know, you melt the gold or the silver, and you pour it over that wood, and then you have the goldsmith who can really work it he can pound it smooth and tap it into where it's beautiful and then of course if it needs soldering to put some extra metal in somewhere to attach it that's what you do and so um what are they doing they're they're making their gods to worship <laughs> and it's you know it, it's ludicrous and uh Albert Barnes says this about this situation. Nothing is more common than for people when they are in danger to give great attention to religion, though they may greatly neglect or despise it when they are in safety. Ain't that the truth? Men fly to temples and churches and altars in the times of plague and the pestilence and as regularly flee from them when the calamity is overpassed. So God save us this time. You know, we'll, we'll go to church. We'll go to our idol every time. You know, we promise. <laughs> yeah. You know, the idea is to be found in him. So meanwhile, what do the what do the Christians do? What are the Jews doing? Especially those during this time that actually went into captivity, but they were um, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't believe in what they were doing. I mean, you know, the fact of it is, just because a nation goes into judgment doesn't mean every single one is guilty. No, not at all. 
When judgment falls on America, it falls on the just and the unjust. And you have to trust God to provide for you. That's why David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. And you've got to believe that. That God will make a way for you. Why would he make a way for me? Because you know him. You are not in a relationship with God and walking in a sinful way. That, that is the whole key. You're to walk as, as child of God. The children of Israel were to walk as one circumspectly before the Lord, walking in his commandments and keeping it. That's in the Old Covenant. But they, they had gone there anyway. Ezekiel, a prophet, he was in captivity. You look at Daniel. Daniel was taken there as a kid. He didn't do anything wrong, but yet Daniel was actually and still is known as one of the greatest prophets we ever had. And we would never have had that. He was in captivity. One of the greatest examples of deliverance is Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, another set of kids that had been taken into captivity that grew up there. And, you know, just because you're going in judgment doesn't mean God's done. Doesn't mean he's not going to do anything. They had, they had a prophet there. They had people that knew God. Daniel was into reading the word, you know, the scrolls. He, he found out from reading Jeremiah that the time of, of that judgment was over in 70 years. See, and this is, this is really what Isaiah is saying. Although you feel forsaken, God has not forsaken you. It's judgment. And I've said for a long time, folks, in judgment, judgment is redemptive. Now, it may not feel like redemptive to you. Now, see, America isn't in judgment yet. If you call this judgment, I'll tell you judgment. Because of Biden's foolish move, and you look in Afghan, Afghanistan now, there are people today... Like all things possible ministries, that's just one of them, who partners with others to go behind the lines in Afghanistan and get people out. Because if they didn't get them out, they would be killed. There are a number of groups that do this. And they go in and they get people out. And so you have to understand That life has its bumps. And as a Christian here, you know, you don't have to worry much. I mean, you're not like in China where they burn your churches down. Where they keep a whole encampment of Uyghur Muslims and nobody tells them not to do it. Biden wants to be buddy-buddy with China. At the same time, they're keeping a prison camp full of Muslims. They have burned down the churches there. And most of the Christians are underground. They can't even, uh, you know, they got coming up on the Halloween. They even locked up one of the main uh, Catholic priests that hold the special uh, Day of the Dead ceremonies. Because he won't follow the, you know, uh, the Chinese uh, rules to worship uh, communism. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is who Biden is trying to buddy up with. And he wants to buddy up with Iran, who wants to destroy Israel. 
So we, we've got a lot of threats. But see, you're not like over in China. You're not like North Korea where they'll just kill you outright. You're not like in Nigeria where you have Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, the Fulani herdsmen going around killing people indiscriminately, going into small villages and killing Christians and attacking them. And you're not like in India where people heralded a great democracy, but because of the nationalist uh, BJP party who wants to make it all Hinduism, they persecute the Muslims and they persecute the Christians. And recently they've been making it a, a push to get rid of the Christians. And of course, Modi makes examples of it or, or you know, um, not examples, but uh, talks about it saying that it, that's not the truth. But the truth is we know. We know what they're doing. We cover it all the time. And so do a lot of other people. There's people, you know, we know what's going on. Many ministries know what's going on. The government don't know. You got people that are supposed to know. They don't know. And you got liberals, and the biggest thing in their life is identifying as Generation X. Or saying they're not a boy, they're they're a girl, and a girl a boy, and the generation is mixed up. You've got confusion that comes from the devil. You got sin and don't recognize it. That's ignorance and sin, and you've got sin and you won't do anything about it. That is called pride. You haven't repented. But you see, there is a place for you. And when you look at Isaiah 35, one of the verses I like, I love this one, verse 10. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Now, as a Christian, we identify with that for the time when Christ comes, takes us with us, everything ends, we're going to be you know, in Zion with him during the millennial reign of Christ. You know, that's what we look at. But folks, that verse right there is talking to the Jews who are coming back. From Babylon. Think of them. For 70 years they'd been there. Most of them have forgot even how to keep the law. Ezra was was going along and it was his job to help teach the priests and the others, what they need to be doing. They're going back to build up what was destroyed because of sin. And do you think they went back there with songs and joy? You better believe it. Because they were just, had left Babylon. And it had been conquered by Cyrus and yet they were freed. Now see, we're Christians living in America today. America's under judgment. We don't know how much that judgment is going to be. But it could be just like the Assyrians. It just looked like it's going to be the end of the world because God wants to shake up America enough to get them to pay attention. But on the other hand, it could be totally 
And what you need to do is focus on the Lord, focus with your family on the Lord. And there are scriptures for escape, and I've covered those. There are scriptures that you are to pray all the time. So in verse 41.7 about the carpenter encourages the goldsmith, etc. Man. The heathen ain't looking to the Lord. They're looking to their gods and idols. Babylon is looking to their idols. Babylon had, a, oh, it's really a good study. When you study their gods and the different ones they had up, because there was technology, one god that would fit technology, and you have all these others. See, they, they were quite a, have you ever heard of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon? You know, I mean, we're talking rich, powerful societies that would have been considered modern, but they were also mean and vicious. Unless you were their friend. They had a lot of people that traded with them. Nineveh did too before they were destroyed. And Persia, they ended up getting destroyed. But see, in verse 8, really pinpoints it. But thou art Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. And see, this is so important. You are a Christian today. Maybe. Because of the promise. And that promise flowed through Abraham, down the line, through David, until Joshua came. And because he died on the cross and you received him, you believed on all that, you're a believer. See, Israel had roots. Jacob, or Judah here. That's who they're talking to. Because the northern tribes, as we would call them Israel, or the lost tribes, had already been carried captive, away captive. And we talked about that too, by Assyria, by Sargon. So the word Israel, thou art Israel. They're not heathen. They're chosen and covenant protected. Even under trial and tribulation or judgment like Judah, there was a starting time, there was an ending time, and there wasn't one power on earth that was going to stop what God was going to do. And today, whether it's America or whether it's Israel or any nation, when he, the governor of the nations, decides to move, it doesn't matter what you think of it. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. It doesn't matter what the nations are going to do. Because if God wants it, it's going to happen. And if God wants this nation to continue, it will continue, no matter what. If he wants it to continue with an America that is an antichrist, an America that's his chosen, if he wants to take a slice out of America and say, okay, 
You're my chosen. I have set apart this part of America for you, and there will be nobody that will be able to take it away from you because you serve me, and you're my child, and I'm going to protect you. Now, you make up your decision what who you're going to serve. Jacob, Israel, he will rule as God. That's what Israel means. Jacob, heel catcher. He's a patriarch, a supplanter. You know, he'll find a way to get things, and it may seem kind of shady at times. But it really does represent, Jacob represents Israel. It, it really does, because Israel fell away. You know, and Israel had trouble, and they had great, you know, they had David, the warrior king. And he had defeated all the enemies, Solomon. Solomon. And his time of, of rule was, you can liken that even to the millennium because it was so glorious. They had risen to the top. And the word servant there, a bondman, a bond servant. And of course there's Abraham. And when you talk about Abraham, the name of Abraham, father of a multitude, to be populous. <laughs> Abraham was an old man. How could I have, you know, the seed as many as the stars or the sand? How could I have that many? Well, God can do it. Not just through Israel. But through the new covenant and through Yahshua. And that's why the, the New Testament talks about the Gentiles being grafted in. Because we're part of that multitude out of Abraham. See, this is the difference, folks. Because we are not separate from Israel. Even Rabbi Schneider, who uh, I'd been following him for years. I don't really listen to him. Um, I read his article the other day that he had out. It was pretty good. But you see, the thing of it is, and he and he's not the only one to get this is that the Jews went one way, Israel went one way, and the Gentiles went the other way. In the beginning, you had a Jewish Savior. The prophets or the apostles were Jewish. Of course, the prophets were Jewish. And somewhere along the line, we all went our own ways. We're in the end of days, and God is saying the two houses are going to be joined and there's also another two houses, and that's Israel and Judah will be joined again. And there's an arm of both of those houses when you look at them that the Gentiles flow out of. And we could get into this deeper, but I'm, I'm telling you this. There is a difference between just saying it's judgment and there's no hope and there's judgment, but yet God knows those who are his.
But I'm telling you that the things that are coming, if you walk in fear, you're going to be in trouble. Fear will devour your faith. You have got to understand that the devil will use every mind tactic, every temptation he can do to get your mind off of what's happening. You must focus on the Lord, and that's what Israel had to do. But see, after Assyria and delivered from that, they got sloppy, and they must not have read Isaiah's uh, prophecy or just ignored it because they end up going in, into judgment in Babylon. Now, James, and James too, he talks about Abraham. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? And, of course, he points out in verse 23 that Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. And that's just how we believe. We believe on, on the Lord and the work on the cross and... It's imputed unto us for righteousness the same way. And because we love God and serve him, works do follow us. And these things are important. When you're looking at Israel, just to say, well, that's just the Old Testament and that's just the Jews, that's wrong. You're missing so much stuff that's rich here. Do you think God really just had one little tiny nation in mind when he told Abraham that your seed is going to be so so much like the sands of the sea, you know, the shore and the stars in the sky? Judah could never do that. How many are there today? Look over all the time. How many Jews have been been born but it's more than that because some of them weren't even didn't even make it to the final rest that's clear because they were sinners you can take that right from the 10 spies that were sent out during Moses time and only two came back with a good report and God said well they're going to wander around in the desert till they all drop dead and I'll take their kids and I'll bring them into the promised land See, God is going to have a following. He's going to have people that love him. And he's going to have a promised land. He's going to have a rest for all those who love him. And he's going to lead them. And he can lead you through the fire. He can lead you through the war. He can lead you. But you've got to be led. Now, now see, we're all talking very simply And that is about looking ahead. Isaiah's looking ahead, prophesying, telling them what's going to happen. He's speaking to Judah. You know, wouldn't that be nice if we had prophets like that? They could say, okay, America, this is what's going to happen. Unless you repent. Do you think anybody would listen? If we, suddenly we had a prophet that stood up here and said, okay, that's it. This is what you got to do. If you don't do it, this is where you're going. 
you go into captivity in China or wherever. You got to repent. You got to do what God says. You got to put away your abominations. You got to clean up your act, clean up your churches. Do you know where the abomination was? When Jeremiah was preaching, God said, look what they've done to my temple. They've defiled my temple. And they put, well, they had put images all over the walls of the, of the idols and the things they were doing. The sin was in the temple. It was in the priesthood. It was in the, in the, in the prophets. It was in <laughs> the political establishment. It was everywhere. Where are you going to find sin in America? You're going to go down on Skid Row and find some poor old drunk and say, you're the reason we're being judged? That isn't why God's judging America. You look in your churches. You look in your synagogues. You look in your political establishment. You look at the people who are rich and gotten rich, and, uh, rich off the gospel and failed to preach the truth. You want to know where sin is? You want to know why America is truly going to be judged? You're too afraid to look. But I've seen it. And I'm here to tell you that God's waiting for you to repent. Because he just soon heal you and bless you. So pick your side. Isaiah had his side. And those in Babylon, thank God Daniel was reading. The word got around. And it took a while to get everything going, but they got out of there. And even Israel today is still struggling. They're surrounded by enemies. They're hated. There's no other people that's hated as much and persecuted as much as the Jews, except for many of the Christians that are getting killed worldwide. In our advocacy program, Tower and I cover that every week. And it just astounds us how the news is always about something else. Nobody cares. The people putting out the news are people like us. People like um, a few others, like Samaritan's Purse, Open Doors, and many other fine, fine ministries that have boots on the ground around the world to help the persecuted church. It is time, America, for you to wake up. And it's time for you to listen as we are covering Isaiah. With This is part 110. And by the way, you can look at the first three episodes of this particular 110-part series, go to the front of warren-usa.com. Father, thank you for this word. Father, bless your people. Give them wisdom and knowledge. Help them to prepare for what's coming. And Lord, in your judgment, remember mercy. Lest you destroy us and there be nothing left. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower, we're running short. Okay, here I am. You went too long, huh? Yeah, you know how being long-winded is. <laughs> I know, I can hardly get a word in edgewise. <laughs> that ain't true. <laughs> yes, it is. You always get a word in when you want to. Okay, well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Whenever you do, we love you. We hope the best for you. May God richly bless you. And remember, do not fear, because our hope is in the Lord, and he will take care of us. 
We love you. Good night, everybody. Take care. Shalom. Have a good night. Don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles, and we're on a lot of different places where these things are at, and we've added some new ones. We'll see you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.